So it's been a heck of um, the last couple of weeks. Um, we've been out and about one vacation, actually a working vacation that um, we went back to Oregon. And just recently, um, my husband surprised us with a vacation after our working vacation. So I am back and uh, really excited because the, the very first thing I, I started thinking about this morning was the cycle of pain. And my introduction to this, um, this cycle of um, pain that is rooted in jealousy, intimidation, greed, um, unfulfilled dreams, lust, um, unfulfilled dreams imposed on children and generations of people because I didn't accomplish it, you have to do it, or because I built this out of anger, out of fear, out of desire to for my family to have a better life. And I want you to continue this on. And sometimes when we do that, when we pass on a financial legacy built, granted, on hard work, um, on many justifications, we omit the inner desire, the purpose that someone else has. And it may not be to continue that type of legacy, but to build one of their own. It's still coming from that grit. It's still coming from that desire to fulfill our divine purpose. But the cycle of pain, we have misuse and abuse of the human body, the human spirit. We have um, projection of fear, projection of our pain. We have dominion, feeling like we own bodies, that no one has a right to their own body, that we own it. And out of that, you know, you, you get slavery, you have prejudice, you have intimidation, you still have fear and greed, um, you have these associations that if you didn't come from this social background, this environment, if you are not part of a higher class or a certain class, you don't belong. Um, and so they close their doors on humanity. And when you close your doors on humanity, you close your doors on experience, others experience their gifts, their talents, their insight, their wisdom, their knowledge. You know, we what I've talked about before is that we have different colors. We have different shapes, just like we do in this world. This world, actually, we it represents who, you know, it's, it's about who we are. We're built variety. We have so much variety in the human race um, and variety in animals that somehow we pick on the human race and say, I don't want you a part of this because of where you've been are because of your family history, because of who you are, your color, your built, not the right nose, not the right color eyes, not the right shape. You know, we look at all this physical stuff, not forgetting that we are spiritual beings. And even when I think about that, I, I don't know the book per se, but uh, the mother wrote it and the um, child the, the Caucasian child, the white child, was was talking about stuff from a previous, I believe, baseball player, you know, and, and, and that's one of the things that I've mentioned before, the recycling of human spirits. You never know who you were before today. 
before you before you came here to earth um and your color your skin your your you know culture you never know who you were in a previous lifetime just to sum it up you know we we want to pick at people we want to demean we want to demoralize but you just never know who you were you never know if you were black you never know if you were mexican hispanic you never know if you were jewish you know a catholic you know there's so much judgment in the world that is part of this generational cycle of pain you know and we continue to feed it in generations you know i was reading about a kid going to school and basically a little girl in his classroom he he was uh, black or brown and she was um white and basically he made she made comments about him being an animal <clears throat> now she didn't just get that from just out of the blue you know somehow somewhere wherever it's been she picked it up because children often don't come in you know thinking about your color if you've played with a child before often if you play with a child before, they're they're more than willing to speak to you. They say, "Hey, can you would you like to play?" But then somehow they get this socialization from their parents, from their teachers, from coaches, from friends that they got from their parents, their grandparents, and they say, "Oh, you can't play with someone that is not your color. You can't play with someone who is not a part of your environment." We've seen it. We've seen it played out in movies. We've seen it played out in real lives where people are said, no, this is where you belong. And if you cross the boundary, we, we will disown you. Or, you know, you, you we will not be there for you. You know, you're out on your own. You know, so we have these 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 things that we project on people, on our even our family members. You know, when we talk about this generational cycle of pain, we're talking about teachers, teachers that tell kids that you're stupid, that you you, you know, you're not ready for whatever grade that you'll never be anything we we you know parents mothers fathers grandparents uncles coaches pastors um you name it you know in schools you know classmates this projection of pain occurs daily where we're looked at everyone you're looked as as less there's anger there's frustration there's jealousy there's shame and i'm not saying this to feel bad or, or, you know, about it. I'm saying it because I believe when we talk about things, there is an awakening. You know, we have the information coming out. We have things that are coming out of our heart, even our fears, even our frustrations coming out and talking about it. And then we hear it and then we're able to say, okay, does that make sense? Does it make sense that even though I may have had an idea that I was going to come to this world as brown, something that I have that was talked about between me and my creator, I was going to come with this. I maybe I chose my mother and my father. I don't know. And the lessons that I was supposed to learn this lifetime, the lessons you are supposed to learn this lifetime, everything happens for a reason. Every experience builds on the next. So if we look at things instead of from a, what I see with my eyes, what do I feel? What do I know with the spirit within me? Because often we fall into this socialization. We feel like that's the way things are, but there's a part of us to say, I don't think that's how life should be. You know, many people have had this awakening, you know, 
hearing things from their parents or whoever, uh, this particular circumstance, he, he grew up believing a certain race was, this is how they were. And then when he ended up leaving his country and coming over to the United States and building friendships and learning and observing, he's like, oh my gosh, I was told lies. And so what is it that keeps us in this life? Often it's our ego. What is it that breaks the cycle of pain? It is often our heart and what's in our mind and what we believe about life. Whatever, whatever you may call this creator, infinite intelligence, higher power, uh, whatever it is you may call it. Do you believe in good? Do you believe in evil? Do you believe in taking someone's life? Do you believe in projecting your pain on others? Do you believe that people should be free to, to express the God that is with them? Now I say that and we have life lessons to learn. Often, I remember when I was walking through my um, living room, my first house, and I had this thought, life is about building character. Life to me now is about expressing the God within us, the good within us, the righteousness within us, that we, though we have tests, life tests in the school of life, we have everything we need inside of us to transcend our experiences. You know, I, my first introduction to the cycle of pain was in a two bedroom apartment in Memphis, Tennessee. And, um, from what I gather, my father was into um, alcohol and drugs. And one day I told um, a family member, his side of the family, that he was abusing my mother. Well, you know, within a day or so, my next scene that I recall is sitting in the living room, in the kitchen, on trial, my face, my the back, my back facing the uh, entry to our apartment. And my father, his arms wailing all over and just this anger and frustration that I didn't have a right to tell the truth. I mean, that's what it boiled down to. Because when I went back inside of myself after hearing that, I said, no, he is right, wrong. That I'm right in that you don't abuse people. But something set in me that I saw fear on one side, I saw anger on the other side. And, and Within several months, we were out of that environment and into another where I experienced personally the um, the pain, you know, the projection of pain, you know, um, on myself, misuse and abuse of my body. And um, it was it was a time where I thought I could handle it. You know, I thought, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, um, what do you do? How do you say something like that? You know, people, elder, that you're supposed to that trust and they're supposed to be there for you and, and helping you to navigate this life here is, is doing this. And so being a part of that really gave me a lot of insight into the cycle of pain, where in one moment I was able to see it wasn't about me. It was about what that person thought they were getting out of it some type of comfort, some type of innocence, feeling that they thought this was going to make things right for them, you know, and there are other reasons why people do that. But often if, if you are doing something that is hurting another or violating their rights or not giving them the right to speak their mind, love is not there. It's not that you don't have love. It's just that it, there's an absence of love in that moment. 
And so I became curious. I saw the rivers of regret, you know, in people's faces, the, the howling of this it that was coming out of their mouths, you know, their eyes and the projection and the, the fierce rage. I saw that. And I just didn't think life should be like that. But I had to not only go through my personal journey, my personal journey offered solutions and helping to break this generational cycle of pain and helping people to get to the root of why they are doing what they're doing. And often the root is in the belief. What is it that you believe? And these thoughts generate from these beliefs that we have. And so it's all about changing what do we believe? Because that's what socialization is. We are putting something else in your mind to overrule what you may come to earth believing, you know, that yes, you should not like this person because of this, et cetera. All the things that I've, I've talked about, but it's all about that. And, and it took nursing, you know, seeing the cycle of pain playing cycle of pain played out in physical symptoms. And often when I would talk to my patients, you know, when I was in the hospital, just different environments, education, the clinic, um, diabetes education, just really talking to them often unveiled um, unhealed wounds, childhood wounds. And that's where it often is. Those unhealed wounds, be, they, they, they manifest in us as cancer. You know, this is some of the things that Louise Hay talked about in her book, that you can heal, heal yourself, heal your body, heal your life, that, you know, often all of this stuff is a manifestation. These physical symptoms, these physical things are often manifestations of unhealed wounds. What are they? Guilt, regret, shame, shame uh, vengeance, um, doubt, uh, betrayal, confusion. All that are opposite of compassion, joy, forgiveness, healing, joy, life, understanding, knowledge, wisdom, all the things that are in us, love, that have um, throughout life, these seeds have been planted in our fertile ground. We've allowed these seeds, even as children, to be planted in our fertile ground and they take root. And then we start seeing these issues, these rare conditions that are happening and often rare conditions conditions are the manifestation of a unique, unique wound that has not healed. And so going through my life and talking, I've been sharing about how I've been talking about um, virtues with my children, something that I wanted to do when I was part of church um, a church environment in Ohio. And I just started, you know what, any, anything, and I've had to saw anything that we do starts at home. So any projection of pain, often any projection of fear, anger, love, all of that starts within the, the home environment in your individual environment, as well as in your residential environment. And we have the opportunity therefore, therefore to plant new seeds of thought, equality, humanity, purpose, creating a generational love cycle. And we create it by, by focusing on that, focusing on what we want to occur instead of the problem, the issue. 
We want to create a generational cycle of love. That's how we're going to break the generational cycle of pain. And my my children and I, and I won't talk too much about it, but we've been talking about one of the key virtues is being trustworthy. You know, saying what you mean and mean, mean what you say is how I... <clears throat> the mantra I, I use during childhood, you know, it, it say what you mean and mean what you say. You're taking in consideration of what you're doing, that people can rely on you. And we see it in employers, employees, and, and spouses, marriages, and sibling relationships, that there's a lack of that. There's there, The opposite of it is, is distrust. And we, we, we experience it in presidential elect, in elections, you know, and senators and, you know, that people are saying things just because they feel maybe they feel like it's the right thing to do or they feel like they want to get the vote, impress you. But our heart knows if we really look back and we listen as a people, those that are voting, and then we also, you know, encourage those that are being elected or, or that are in the vote that are running to really assess your heart. You know, what is it that you're going to do for the people and you're going to stand by that no matter what. And there's so much politics that is in that. But if we can really sit back and really have that conversation with our children, what does it mean to be trustworthy? You know, we, you know, like my mom would say, you can't change grown folks. I, I I believe that no yes you don't want to force people to be a certain way, but I believe it's through role modeling, it's it's through individual assessing who we are, what we want to do, how we want to be, what do we believe, that often causes people often helps people to remind them of who they really are at the core, their spiritual being that people can change. They can, really what it is, is reverting back to their original being. It's going back to default, to default settings, things that we have placed on our phones and other devices. When it isn't working the way it needs to work, we press, go back to our, or select default settings. We need to get back to our default settings. And I believe is through conversation with our children, with our spouses, with ourselves. And one way is talking about these virtues, the core of who we are and reminding our children that you don't have to lie. You can be honest. You can be truthful. But that starts again within our individual selves. And then it, it actually projects out into the world. Just like we project pain, we can project love. We can do it. We can do it. This is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. Just really on my heart today and talking about the cycle of pain and making it known, yes, it is out there, but also to empower us to believe that we have control and at first start on an individual basis so that we can project this love outward to our children, to our spouses, to our employers, to our employees, to our students whoever it may be, to really assess what it is that you believe and to really go about changing through our belief system, changing those thoughts that created this generational cycle of pain. As always, make this lifetime great because no matter what, you still can.